High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. All right, well, I'm sure really interested in association football is my next guest speaking to me from Washington, D.C., Michael Graham. Michael, isn't uh, soccer the most exciting game you've ever watched? Why do you do this to me, George? (laughs) You know, know, how much nonsense do I have to sit through to do this visit with you? First, there was that dope talking about redigging up the streets. I can tell you about the big dig. I was there. It killed a woman the first year after it opened. They did such a crappy job. And then I had to listen to that nonsense about blasphemy laws and George Hook throwing my evangelical Christian uh, family and friends under the bus. Hey, we may eat squirrel and we may think literacy is an optional lifestyle choice, but the number one defenders of free speech in America are evangelical Christians. It's your Euroweenie wannabe liberals around here who are trying to criminalize Well, that's speech. interesting. You don't think that evangelical America uh, would would have a blasphemy law? You did. We don't. We, we do, there's no think about it. We don't. We have a, uh, a First Amendment of the Constitution that is wildly supported. We don't have uh, evangelical Christian protesters showing up to try to burn buildings down the way liberals do in the United States. They don't throw trash cans through the window because of conservatives being allowed to speak. The people who have rejected free speech in the world of academia are liberal, progressive academics who have announced that free speech should be like uh, rental property in Ireland controlled by the government, and then they wonder why it's not working. All right. But on the prayer front, you did throw prayer out of schools, did you not? Well, the Supreme Court said that you cannot have a law mandating prayer in school. Um, what and about you can't the, have, the Congress? Uh, no, they start every day with a prayer. They have do congressional they? chaplains, etc. Yes, they do. Um, and there are, there are rules that pertain to it, but I don't know. I, and I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any incident where there was some, you know, conflict. We have a Muslim member of Congress and we have, we have had uh, Muslim uh, imams come in and lead prayer. We have Jewish members of Congress, Christian members of Congress, by the way, George, your first, your guardian guest, uh, I mean, excuse me, the Irish times, was it? the reporter, the Irish times, Michael yeah. Reagan. I could hear him starting to lose bladder control when you ask the obvious, well, what if you stood, what if Stephen Fry stood up and said Muhammad was a maniac? <laughs> Not only would he, of course, have the problem of our friends in the jihad community, but loony lefty liberals in Europe would denounce him. He would be the enemy. Because you can trash Christianity, you can put a crucifix in urine at government expense, you can smear the Virgin Mary all you want, and nothing happens. But if you insist that the rational standard be upheld for the world of Islam, you are the enemy of the European progressive left. Yeah, I think you are. Um, You know we're flying the Palestinian flag shortly uh, in support from Dublin City Hall, from literally the equivalent of... Of of the of of Congress, we're going yes. to fly the Palestinian flag, and I assume Michael D will be climbing up the pole to uh, give yeah. it an extra he, way. He, he, he climb up the pole, and you know what's interesting because the Palestinian Authority is thinking about thinking about George removing the language demanding that Israel be wiped off the face of the earth from their charter. They haven't done it yet, but they're thinking about it. So I think you should definitely reward them All for right. calling for genocide. That would be a good idea. Because see, it's the yeah. genocide that we like, George. It's the good genocide. Oh. 
Uh, See what I mean? How much nonsense? How much irrational, insane nonsense do I have to sit through to come on the air and talk to you? Well, I think the really worrying thing is, you know how much I enjoy flying to America. Um, It might be much fun anymore if your Homeland Security buffs uh, get their way. Yeah, there's, you know, there's been some um, news stories the last few weeks about uh, possible uh, a, a plot for terror attacks spo- inspired by certain adherents of a certain religion who, of course, we cannot name because we don't want to get in trouble. Uh, and it may involve uh, explosives inside uh, something disguised as electronics, like a laptop or a tablet. And so while uh, the security people are trying to figure out, you know, how this might work and what damage they can do, they've actually put some restrictions on electronics you can put on planes flying from specific Middle Eastern countries. Well, now they're thinking about extending that to every flight between America, EU, you guys, you know, UK. But but the point about – I get it actually. You know, because if fellas can put bombs in their shoes or in their, uh, you know, their baby milk or shampoo or whatever, uh, then the laptop's the obvious place to put the bomb. But but you have to take your laptop out of your bag and put it separately through the security thing, gadget, cameras. Is that not enough, no? Apparently not, and that's why I said there's a lot. We we still don't have a lot of details about this. It's been interesting to me. One of the reasons I actually take this plot semi seriously is because there have been so few details. It sounds like they really are worried that there's something cooking. But I just want to say this so the world will know: if you're planning on flying to the United States and there's a ban on personal electronics, you will never get on that plane because there will be riots. Americans will not fly without their toys they just won't do it i mean there will be it'll be like uh you know a rugby uh, no no it'll be a british soccer fan experience at the gate because (laughs) we have to have our bloop bloops we have to have our distraction what i'm I'm an american what i'm gonna sit there and read i don't think so talk to the people next to me no way what think sit and think no 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 we are americans we will have our videos we are going to watch game of thrones no but i mean hold on now hold on let i don't want you bashing your own people if you get on any form of public transport anywhere in the developed world everybody is on an electronic device and the question is, what will they do as passengers when you say, I have to take away your device? Because we actually already have this. You know, there's this – and it is a stupid rule that you can't um, uh, Turn have your, your, phone on, yeah. your phone on during the takeoff and landing. It's it, The idea that there's going to be – there has been no scientific evidence, none, to back up the thesis Correct. that George Hook playing words with friends is going to mess up my no. landing. But even then, you can't get Americans. They 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 just refuse. They they keep. I've seen the you know sky waitress looming over the guy, going, "Sir, you must put it down. Sir, you must put it down." And he just ignores her. So you tell him that for a four hour, five hour. As look, I love flying on Aer Lingus, as you know, George. My vacation is to just stay on the plane and not ever get off. But Americans in general will not make that flight if they cannot self-medicate their brain through electronics. But, uh, that may well be, but um, we we now put, take our shoes off, except the great news since I hit 75 is I don't have to take my shoes off anymore. Do you know that, going through American security? I, I hadn't paid attention. That sounds about right. It's, and I'll also say... They, they no, but it's true, though. Rules. It's true. If you're 75, you don't have to take your shoes off. 
Yeah, it's uh, um, I, I, it's, it's it's getting more confusing at the airports because they have like this pre-check line you can go through, and sometimes you'll get put in the pre-check line even though you didn't pay the fee. And then other times, like on busy weekends, I've noticed that sometimes they'll just shove people through. They'll say, "Leave your shoes on, leave your laptops in," but there's no advance notice. Okay. So I guess that's their plan. I, I have news for you on blasphemy, according to okay. James. He says the Christian governor of Jakarta has been found guilty of blasphemy against Islam. How do you think he'll do? <laughs> he, won't, he won't do well. I mean, <laughs> well, they won't be flying his flag on, on Dublin City Hall, for that's no, for sure. No, you're absolutely right. They will not. You know, I, by the way, what do the LGBTQ folks of Ireland think when they see the flag of a place that preaches that gay people should be stoned to death flying on top of your buildings. Does that affect them at all? Do they no, know? no. It's the most up. extraordinary thing about any group sort of allied to feminism, and LGBT is very much part of the feminist group, they do not protest at all about countries that are anti-feminist. It's a, I, I think it is the most extraordinary thing about protest that they only protest about uh, Ireland, but they yeah, don't protest at all about people who actually put feminists to death. Yeah, it's because it's not protesting. It's not an argument. It's not a worldview. It's not serious thinking. It's virtue signaling. Let me show you how good a person I am because I'm, you know, waving the Palestinian flag or, you know, denouncing whoever. And that so makes them feel good. They're just patting themselves on the back, but they're not doing anything good. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia gets to chair the U.N. Human Rights Commission or committee. How about a protest about that? Oh, no, 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 because that involves like, you know, real ideas and we'd have to explain why they're wrong. And then we might get somebody mad at us in the jihad community and then there might be some risk. Nobody has less courage than a liberal standing up in Europe complaining about uh, their, you know, their home country. I did get an interesting email from a friend of mine in America who I admit voted for Trump and is a Republic, lifelong Republican, but he said, why is it, George, that uh, where Muslims are in the minority, they constantly rail about minority rights, and where Muslims are in the majority, there are no minority rights? Uh, and how interesting is it that countries full of liberals who extend minority rights rail away about the fact that maybe somewhere somebody felt bad, you know, because they saw a poster or something, but have nothing to say about these Muslim governed countries that were allow no minority rights. I was humiliated when I, I went to Iraq uh, during the war to talk to the troops and blah, blah, blah. And I flew through uh a couple of Muslim countries, and I had been to Israel a year earlier, and I had to get a new passport because they would not accept a passport with an Israel, you know, stamp in it. And I just, just how embarrassed do you have to be to be a grown adult and say this is how you're going to run your country? It's humiliating, or it should be humiliating. Well, it, it wouldn't have been like a lot of listeners who consider you a right-wing buffoon and I shouldn't have you on the program. <laughs> they probably think you should have brought your passport with an Israeli stamp on it and then you'd never have got home. But, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I, anybody who would go to a Muslim country having visited Israel would definitely get a new passport. 
Yeah, but well, they, and once again, aren't you embarrassed to be that country, that Muslim country that uh, governs themselves that way? You should be. But back to the blasphemy thing, because this kind of ties over this. Do the whack jobs who say hate speech isn't free speech, do the whack jobs who protest to keep conservatives from speaking in public places, do they, do they not understand that that's their secular version of a blasphemy law, the idea that words should be punished, that yes. words should not be allowed? They're, they're the intellectual equivalents of the imams and you know, cook okay. jobs. Well, I do have a listener who wants you off the air. You offend him to his core. Uh, well, my apologies to him and his core. And I your regret whatever is, I said. Your and I blame it fine. on the alcohol. Yeah, you keep up offending him. Now, a listener says LGBT has nothing to do with being feminist. Grow up and check your facts. I didn't say it had. What I said is it is allied to the feminist movement. The same people speak in favor of LGBT as speak in favor of feminism. That is uh, what I do. Apparently, John Limerick thinks the reason they ask us to turn off the devices is not because it would affect the plane, although that's what they tell us. But rather, they want us alert with our earphones when we're in the air. Yeah, up. well, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, it's like trying to get people to pay attention to the security lecture at the beginning. Yeah. Unless, the, unless it is, is, it's uh, conducted by nude people, we're just anyway, not going to Anyway, listen to me. Obama, I'm talking to Michael Graham in Washington, D.C., as I do at this time every Monday, uh, Tuesday. Uh, now, listen, the, the Obamacare thing, Trump gets a win, but I also read that a lot of Trump areas will 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 change their view because uh, of the banning of Obamacare. I mean, is it a good idea or not from a voting point of view and for Trump's, uh, you know, standing? Right. Well, fixing health care, you know, undoing the damage of Obamacare it would be great because it's collapsing all over the country. Iowa is about to lose its last Obamacare provider. So people who have Obamacare will literally have nothing. Maryland is uh, right behind them. Um, there are pl places where the, a third of the people served by Obamacare only have one choice. So that's no choice, obviously, at all. So there's all kinds of problems. Premiums gone up an average of 40 percent. We were supposed to save 2,500 bucks a family. In fact, it's gone up 2,500 bucks a family. So you got keep that in mind that what we have now stinks. But if Republicans replace it with a plan that also stinks, they're not going to make any headway. And it is too early in the process to say how this is going to come out. But as always, free markets mean you get better stuff and it costs less. And so if we can get a free market reform uh, over the you know, relatively short period, people will feel better. But in the situation, surely, uh, is that uh, there are people in America who under Obamacare got care, and those people are no longer going to get care. There is going to be a constituency. Is that not so? No. Well, nobody's going to not get care. What we have right now is we force people to buy insurance or pay a fee, and that fee is going to go away. So there are millions of people who are going to choose to do what they're doing before, which is to not have health insurance. They'll have a credit card that they use for the medical bills or their savings or whatever, or they'll go to a charity facility. And so when you let people choose to not be insured, they're not losing their but, insurance. Uh, they're losing yeah. their man. Uh, but, Mick, uh, you know, it, like if you got sick, you'd prefer to get sick in Ireland because you could rack up and say, hello, I'm from Washington, D.C., and I'm just here for my holidays, and you probably still get looked after for nothing, whereupon if I turned up Washington, D.C. and said I'm sick, they'd take every credit card I ever owned. 
Well, I certainly hope so, George, because you're expensive. You cost a lot of money to take care of. And if you have a disease that needs the best treatment in the world, you want to be in the United States. But here's the little secret that for some reason some people can't get their brains around. You want the best people doing the best work for the most important uh, topic, healthcare. You have to pay them what they're worth. And if America stops paying the medical professionals what they're worth, then there won't. No one will. And then all of you who are free riders on us, and let's face it, you all are, you all benefit from the research that our companies pay for, benefit from the expertise that our doctors develop, your free riding will be over. And so we've got to protect no, but the free market system in, uh, for you too. Yeah. The point is, though, that I, God forbid I should get cancer, but if I get cancer, I have a better, I have a, I have a better chance of survival in America than I have in Ireland. Right? Yep. And I probably, I probably would spend my entire pension scheme to go to Johns Hopkins or whatever the heck it is and have them look after me. But if the fella down the street who doesn't have insurance, doesn't have any money, doesn't have anything, he's just going die. No, that is just nonsense. Nobody in America goes without health care. We have entire, you may have heard of these, George, nuns running hospitals. I understand that's a thing in Ireland on occasion, and maybe you've read the newspapers lately. We have an entire charitable health care system, plus we have uh, uh, for-profit hospitals that just take indigent patients. Nobody in America goes without care. Meanwhile, by the way, George, the vast majority of Americans have health coverage that's better than yours that they either get through the workplace or they get through Medicare their retirement that they've paid into their entire lives. So I'm um, so this notion that... Are you telling me that Americans- some poor black fella in the projects of downtown Washington, D.C. is going to be looked after as well as white, wealthy Michael Graham? Don't give me that, Ab- Mick. A- absolutely. In fact, he'll walk into the hospitals in downtown D.C. where they see lots of patients in a similar situation and they will take care of him. That's that's what really happens in the real world. If he were responsible, he'd go to a charity clinic where people, you know, volunteer their time and money because they want to take care of him and he'd still get get care. <laughs> there was a slight right. hesitation you said he'd get uh, 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 care. The hesitation I thought was quite interesting. Well, it's just uh, my mental faculties working at their top. Sorry, George, the best I can do. <laughs> so, although you are a parent, according to Dan, an antidote to the nauseating liberal nonsense awash in Ireland. <laughs> so, am I, I'm an antidote for someone's core. That's what that's my goal, George, when I'm on your show. So, thanks so much uh, but, for having me. Uh, but Christy makes the point. She's pretty cheesed off that I don't have to take my shoes off before I'm over 75. Does that mean that nobody over 75 doesn't stash drugs or explosives in their shoes? I think it does. Us 75 year olds <laughs> wouldn't dream of blowing up a plane. You just, look, you just, you just want to get on the plane to hang out with people who'll talk to you, George. That's all. So. <laughs> all right. Michael talks to me every uh, Tuesday at this time from Washington, D.C. My thanks to him. Now, the big story on the program today, of course, was the Lewis Works going on for four years. Businesses uh, closing down. Eddie O'Keefe said, I worked in the architects department of London Transport in the early 1970s. In the Transport magazine of 1973, I read an article all about the underground system from Dublin with photos of a model showing the station at Abbey Street. Great to see they're having public consultation on it now. Eddie, thank you so much for that. Uh, It is the way we work. Uh, to be fair, 